This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Cunnington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week, and if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to milehighfi.com. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Mile High Fi podcast. My name is Doug Huntington, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the best thing you bought, or the best thing I bought, in uh, the last few years. Now, Carl called in sick today. He was supposed to show up, <laughs> and then he he wanted to FaceTime me on the beach. And I was like, forget it, man. I'm just going to call Carla and see if she could record with me. So Carla is sitting here with me today. How are you? I am doing fantastic. And I'm excited to talk about things we've bought. It's a fun topic. And for the people that don't know you, Carla, who are you? What do you do? Um, Just a little background. Yeah. So my name is Carla Cash and I live here in Longmont. Um, I'm kind of semi-retired. I am a lawyer, but only kind of sort of practice now just for fun when I want to. Um, And my husband and I have a podcast called Pennies and Popcorn, where we talk about real money lessons from TV shows and movies. So yeah, that's kind of my life in a very small nutshell. Very cool. How many hours would you say you work doing your lawyering stuff? So we're actually kind of slowly winding down our practice. So it's a lot less these days. So maybe like five to 10 hours a week these these days before that it was more like 25-ish. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And one great thing is you know you live so close by that you can just hop over here on a moment's notice and you also have good ideas for shows and this is one <laughs> of your good ideas. So you kind of divided it up into like recent purchases say in the last year and then in the last 10 years which is kind of an interesting way to look at it. So yeah, I'll throw it over to you. Like, uh, what are some purchases that you've made in the last year that you're pretty happy with? Yeah. So I will, I, I think of myself as a not super materialistic person, but I always love it when people talk about like, like there's always Reddit threads where people are like, what's the best thing you've bought? And like, what's the thing that you get the most enjoyment out of? And I was like, Ooh, let me scroll through these and see if I can find something to like add, you know, some sort of luxurious experience or some element of fun to my life that I don't already have. Um, so I'm excited for this topic. Um, I would say some of the best things that I've bought in recent years have been, or like within the last year have been all hobby related. So, um, I took up the hobby of knitting just a little under a year ago in like October of 2021. And it has become a total obsession for me. Uh, it's just like very tactile. You get to see something that you've actually made at the end of it. Hopefully, if you've done a good job, it fits you really well. And, you know, you just like, you get to look and be like, there's this thing in the world that exists because I made it. It's so rewarding. Um, so I have purchased a lot of yarn, some better quality than others, but that has brought me an enormous amount of joy. Also, I've, I I uh, kind of like splurged on a set of knitting needles, which are so nice. They're made of um, this like really polished birch wood and they're like different colors. They're beautiful and they're so much fun to knit with. It's just like 
you know, really sleek and like the act of knitting becomes so much more fun with a really, really nice set of needles. So it was, I mean, it was, I think like 70 or $80 to get I was the whole to set. Ask, yeah. yeah, it was not crazy expensive, but it just like took my hobby to the next level so much more than anything else could have. And yeah, that is one of my favorite purchases within the last year or so. And like like a lot of hobbies, you know, you can get started pretty cheap. So what are like basic knitting needles? What, what do those cost? So you can go to Walmart and get like a, a set of um, bamboo or plastic needles for like five, five-ish bucks. Um, and so my favorite thing about knitting is you can get really great deals at thrift stores. So you can get needles at thrift stores if you're lucky, but they often have a lot, a lot of yarn. So you can get some really good deals on yarn from thrift stores too. Um, but yeah, to get like a, a decent beginner set of needles, you're looking at maybe like five-ish bucks. Okay. So not a ton. And then does it go up? Obviously, you know, 70 is a lot more than that, but really not that much in yeah. the grand scheme of things. So does it go up and up and you can get like three, $400 sets? You can. You can get some really, really nice like handcrafted needles. Some of them are made out of like higher end woods. Um, there's also metal needles that are like really high quality stainless steel, I think. Um, they're supposed to last forever and ever because the one downside to wooden needles is that they they can break, especially if you sit on them, which is not that uncommon. People leave their knitting like sitting on the couch and they come back and forget and they sit on their needles. Um, But yeah, there's some really nice metal ones that you can get that would, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's possible to spend more than like $400 on it, but you'd be getting something really, really nice that'll last forever. Um, And that's for a set. So like you're not getting just one, you're getting probably like 20 pairs of needles or so. Oh, so really? Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. And then like, so you have lots of different sets and you can work on different projects at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the idea? Exactly. Yeah. Plus okay. you need, it's, I won't get too deep in the weeds, but like you need different needles for different things. And Yeah. I think we're already pretty deep in the weeds for knitting <laughs> for this show. Yeah. We are. Sorry about that. Yeah. What about yarn though? So that, that can get kind of pricey. It can get so expensive. I had no idea when I started. So I decided I wanted to take this up this hobby um, because I read a book about knitting. I was like, that sounds fun. I want to try that because I'm I'm a very fidgety person uh-huh. naturally. Was it like, sorry, was it like a book? <laughs> was it like a novel and knitting was. was in there? It was. It wasn't like yeah. you're reading this no. book. On, okay. It was a novel called The Friday Night Knitting Club, which is kind of a cheesy novel. But um, it was a fun read that I picked up while I was in kind of a tense situation and needed needed some kind of like fun reading as a release. Um but yeah, I decided I wanted to try it. So I went to our local yarn store and walked in and was like, I've never knit before. What do I do? So they set me up with some pretty pricey stuff because I was like a babe in the woods, right? Like <laughs> they were taking advantage yeah. of me a little bit, I think. Um, but yeah, they set me up with some fairly pricey stuff. And then I realized like, oh, I can get way better deals on this stuff from other places. And like I can buy yarn from thrift stores. And so it's a lot less expensive when you do it that way sure but it can be up to like 40 50 for a skein of yarn which may not go that far like mm. you would need several of those to make a make a thing like a what's a skein uh like a ball basically okay yeah yeah 
a ball of yarn. Okay. And then okay. how many balls of yarn do you need to make like, uh, so that you, you made that tank top, right? I made this tank top that I'm wearing. Um, this is just one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you have the leftover? I do not have any leftover. I had like was a perfect two length. yards of yarn leftover. It's crazy. Wow. It's like the perfect fit. Yeah. <laughs> worked out, worked out well. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, yeah. So. Your turn. Okay. What's the best thing you've bought within the last year? So I have a couple things I'll I'll throw in here. One, uh, I have a very strong recency bias. So one thing we spent significant money on is rock and gravel and topsoil. So we ripped out, I personally ripped out the grass in our front yard. We're very dry here in yeah. the front range of Colorado. I mean, it's a it's desert. high desert, yeah. There's no, we should, we have no business putting like lawn or grass or whatever that isn't native, which is what the whole neighborhood is. So anyway, I ripped it all out. I put in uh, about 13 tons of gravel and about two cubic yards of topsoil. And it's been great. So it was, you know, a few hundred, you know, several hundred bucks. I think it's, we probably spent like a thousand or 1500 on the materials and such. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, I put a lot of hard work into it. It took a lot of time. It was a hundred fucking degrees for a lot of the time <laughs> yeah. that I was moving this yeah. rock. And I just, I got possessed and I like moved all the stuff and, and you've, you've actually done a lot of that too, right? Yeah. You basically are just copying us. We, we started this trend. Yeah. Um, no, we, uh, we are in the process still. You've actually gone so much faster than we have. We're still waiting on some plants and stuff to finish up ours. Um, but yeah, we went through that same thing. Ours cost a lot more because our front yard is it's huge. Huge, yeah. it's crazy. Um, so I have a couple questions about this zero zero escaping. I'm never quite sure how to say that word. Yeah, you know what? I don't know either. It's spelled <laughs> X E R I escaping, right? Right. So yeah. It and everyone that said it to me said zero escaping. So I yeah. kept using zero escape, and then yeah. Elizabeth was like. My wife was like, you're an idiot. You're saying it wrong. Like, why do you keep saying zero escape? And I was like, I don't know that like, that's the vernacular, like that, that's what everyone's saying. And then she showed, she showed me, you know, it written down. So she told me it was zero escape. Okay. That's that, that was my guess, but it's such an awkward pronunciation. I understand yes. why people say zero escape because we know the word zero. Zara is like a very odd thing to come out of your mouth. Um, I think Robert actually told me it's like Greek for arid or dry or something. That's right. I actually yeah. did research and there is a thing called zeroscape that is spelled zero scape. Yeah. And it is just gravel yeah, and yeah, things yeah. that require no water at all. Right. So I think so. zero escaping is yeah. like a little bit of water. Yeah. <laughs> you need just some, but just a, just a tiny yeah. bit. Okay. So here's my question for you about zero escaping. Um, how do your neighbors feel about it? Because we were super nervous about that. Oh, well, number one, I think, fuck my neighbors, right? <laughs> like, it's my yard. However, we do have an HOA, and we had to get approval and all this other bullshit. Okay. So, um, that that was a little bit of uh, planning. I actually put a lot of time in. I have no design skills, but I, like, I looked at a lot of the yards, and most of the neighbors around here are trying to, to do it. Oh, so, we nice. knew there was a lot of buy-in. A um, couple neighbors up the street, um, they have things partially done and yeah i do have to give you credit because you were like i started 
doing it and I was like, okay, if she can do it, no offense. <laughs> I was like, if she can do it. And then I saw some other neighbors, some older gentlemen in the neighborhood. And I was like, if that old dude can do it, <laughs> I thought I can do it and yeah. I can do it faster than all of you. So that's, I actually. Yeah. And you did, you won the race. We're, we're still in progress and yeah, you're like done. It's not, and this, it wasn't even a race, <laughs> but um. But yeah, yeah, the neighbors, they, they've been fine with it a lot. I've met more people because I was out there for a while and yeah. they're like, oh, that's great that you're doing that. And they yeah. asked a ton of questions. So um, what, what about you guys? Did you get any issues? Yeah, we've gotten mostly positive feedback. We did. We had a friend come to visit us recently and he was like, it kind of looks like Las Vegas, which I didn't take as a compliment because I'm generally not a big fan of like the Vegas aesthetic. But um, I think <laughs> it's, it's like casinos and prostitutes all <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah. Um, but we've gotten mostly good feedback from our neighbors. They Well, okay. So I was curious because I figured with you guys, you might get more pushback than we did because you had like a beautiful green lawn before. Right. We had a very yellow slash brown <laughs> dying lawn because it just, it costs so much and it, we just hate not just spending the money on it, but like spending the water on it. We hate seeing all that water go to waste. So we just flat out refused to like water more than every other day. And our house is like facing kind of southwestish, and we just get like blasted with the sun in the front yard. And that poor grass, like it needs water for like an hour a day to be able to, to stay nice and green. So I think our neighbors were pretty thrilled that we were just doing something like making some progress towards something that was not yellow and dead. Yeah. yeah. So I think mostly positive reactions. Good. Yeah. And I think people are a lot more aware and they know if they have a lawn, like how much water it takes. We stopped watering four days. The whole thing was brown. Like oh, it, yeah. it was so fast and it was the hundred degree weather a mm -hmm. uh, week. So yeah, I mean, it is really hard to keep grass going around here. So yeah. Um, and we we're putting our neighborhood requires we have like 30% ground cover. So there's going to be a lot of native plants that don't require much water. So we still have, you know, a dripper in there. So mm -hmm. there's some water, but instead of watering whatever, four times a week for X number, whatever, like 30 minutes, it'll be 30 minutes once a week dripping. So mm -hmm. it'll, it'll be like very small fraction. I'm yeah. not hundred percent sure. We're not going to save a ton of money. Like the water, didn't cost that much. Yeah, but exactly. You just feel better about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks thing. better. I don't have to cut the grass anymore too. Yep. yep. So. These are all good things. Oh, yeah. So I spent money on rock. I, in the last year, started buying guitars, which I talk about often. And yeah, I splurged. I got a, a Gibson that was built in Bozeman, Montana. And then I, I bought a couple others, an old uh, 1939 Recording King, which is fun. And then more recently, a national resonator guitar, which is also fun. And I've had a blast um, playing them. It's, you know, I've started taking lessons and it's been just really fun. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize you were doing lessons. That's really neat. Yeah. Good and, stuff. Then, and then the final, the final area, and I, I couldn't pick one, but vacations. I think those are great to s spend the money on and like go to a different place and it is definitely a splurge, something that we like held back on a little bit for the last couple of years, partially because we, we moved to a place, Bozeman, Montana, where we're like, we would try to vacation here anyway. Yeah, so exactly. we didn't need to go very far. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think we've, um, well, COVID hit so soon after we moved to Longmont um, that we we haven't taken like a real vacation, like to some, you know, exotic destination just to visit family and stuff since we moved here. But it hasn't been painful at all because we live in a destination that we love, right? Like we can hop in the car and in 30 minutes we're in some fabulous hiking trail and we feel like we're, you know, in a vacation destination. So yeah, that's a pretty, it's a pretty good feeling, but we're anxious to travel sometime, sometime soon. Where are you going to go? Do you know? I don't know. We don't have anything planned. Um, I, Greece is like high, high on my list of places that I want to visit, but we've been to Hawaii a couple of times. And every time we go, we're like, let's go back, let's go back. So we really would like to go back to Kauai in particular. Yeah. And we we looked, we were going to go to Hawaii. And then when we started pricing stuff out, we were like, we could go somewhere different. So we went to San Diego, which was a blast. And yeah. I had never been to Southern California. Mm-hmm. And we, we may actually try to slow travel down to San Diego and stay for like a month or something. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah San Diego's cool. I've spent just a tiny bit of time there, but it was a beautiful city. Yeah. Very perfect weather too. So uh, any other recent purchases before we move on to the next section? So all of the the rock in our front yard has been a big deal for us as well. Um, that's a very rewarding purchase. Um, but yeah, that's, those are the only ones that like really stand out. Cool. And are you guys going to, um, you're going to run dripper line or whatever and convert your sprinklers as well? I think we're just going to water by hand. It's like, it should be such a low water need that it'll be kind of fun to water by hand. Yeah. I mean, down the road, we may rig up something else, but um, yeah, for now we really, I think we'll just water by hand. That's yeah. what we've been doing. You'll, you'll be fine. I was going to say the dude down the street, he got the garden in the box too. the specific um, plants, you know, that or the plant company that you're getting yours from. Yeah. And he watered by hand for the first season. And then after that, like, he doesn't water it all. So yeah. I can show you, we could walk down there and you yeah. can take a look at it. But yeah, that's the hope is it, it will need such little water that like, if we go on vacation for a week or so, it won't be a big deal. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, the other piece that you put in here is uh, a purchase, the best purchase in the last 10 years or some, you know, longer time frame. So yeah. What do you think? So I have two kind of big answers to that. One our house, um, our house here in Longmont, it's kind of an older house, but we just love it. We love the neighborhood like crazy. And, you know, we're, we get out and take walks around this beautiful lake that's like about a mile from our house. And then in the other direction, there's these like little ponds that we can go and walk around. Um, so we do that all the time and we just love the location so much. This is the second house that we bought in our life. And the first time around, we like really had it flip-flopped. We bought the house that we liked, but at a location that was pretty cruddy. And this time we got like a little bit of an older house, like it could use some updating here and there, Um, but it's totally fine. And the location is like perfect. We love the location. So we finally like did the thing that you're supposed to do, right? (laughs) Focus on the location. Um, And you can upgrade other stuff as as you live there. So our house is... A huge, huge one for me. We've just like it increased our happiness a lot. Um, and then my time and freedom is definitely the big thing, right? We pulled the plug on, um, or I pulled the plug on my big career 
my husband still continues to work. But uh, yeah, we got to a point where I didn't have to do that anymore. And so we kind of like bought my freedom, which was a pretty nice purchase, I have to say. So uh, yeah, it doesn't really count as an item that you've bought, but it's, you know, those were the choices that we made with our finances and it enabled that choice. So um, yeah, that's definitely my favorite thing. What about you? This is a tough one. You know, I had to go back and think about things and I will copy you a little bit with a house. So we really like this location that we're at and then we got a brand new house. So we got like the best of both things. <laughs> we did live in the apartments that are super close by and I knew that I really like the neighborhood. We can walk um, the greenways super close so we can get to a lot of places on the greenway, including like five breweries or something like that, like a lot of stuff that we would want to do. And because it's new, like we didn't have to deal with any of the, um, you know, replacing any of the stuff yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So other than the the lawn, but that was, <laughs> that was already here. So, and then the other is, I'll put it kind of uh, broadly as courses that I purchased. So I started doing like side hustle stuff and affiliate marketing and building websites in 2013. And I think probably over the course of the next three or four years, I bought several courses. Uh, first, they were small, maybe $100, but I would learn a handful of things. And then as I developed skills and had other problems to solve, I would take like even bigger courses. So some of those are like three, $4,000. And huge amount of money, but the ROI I got was massive because yeah. I work for myself now. I have products that I can sell. I have just, you know, income that I earn and it's very passive. It's basically like however much work I want to do, that's what I do. And most of it is like doing podcasting and stuff, which a lot of that, it doesn't earn me money directly, but it all fits together. Yeah. So those courses were, you know, life-changing. So there's one in particular, it was, uh, funny enough, it was a course on courses. So very meta, but there are, you know, certain things you need to know to develop a course that's useful for the people that are going to buy it and then to market it and all that stuff. That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't know how to build a course from scratch. That's, that seems like a helpful class to take. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably, yeah, probably the biggest, biggest thing that impacted my life overall. Those are such good answers. Yeah, I like that a lot. So one last question for you. What about like kind of more frivolous? I guess my knitting needles are pretty frivolous, but like anything like, I don't know, like a mattress brand or anything else that you feel like is like a fun life recommendation to just make people's (laughs) lives a little bit more fun and luxurious. Oh yeah, you know what? Uh, One that I haven't pulled the plug on yet, Um, but again, just taking your idea, I have heard spend money on like shoes, like don't skimp on shoes and mattresses yeah. or your sleeping area. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we we do have a pretty nice mattress and you know, nothing crazy. It was like an average price, but I like spent time trying to find that. The big thing that I want to get is, um, there's a few different brands. It's like the Chili Pad, but basically, oh, yeah. do, do you have one of those? No, but I know what you're talking about. So- Yeah, for the people that don't know, it's a pad that circulates water and it fits under your sheet, but over your mattress. So essentially you could dial up the thermostat 
on the bed to whatever you want. I usually sleep pretty warm and it's, you know, somewhat wasteful to try to like cool down the whole house yeah. if you just need the bed to be a little bit cooler. Yeah, yeah. So anyone that I know that has one of those chili pads or a similar brand, they're like, it It changed how I sleep. <laughs> um, they are often, I think you can get cheaper ones for maybe like $500, but I think if you get like two zones, so you yeah. know, each side of the bed can control it and a couple other um, uh, features and options or whatever, it could be like 1200 bucks. Okay. It's like almost the cost of some mattresses. Yeah, but, yeah. But that would be a splurge where I think that would be amazing. That does sound nice. I uh, I just sleep so well already anyway. I can't imagine that it would do that <laughs> much for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of my things I looked out on in life is being a good natural sleeper. But um, I don't know. I also tend to sleep pretty cold. Like when we go backpacking, I have a zero degree sleeping bag that I take. And that's what I use even when it's like 40 degrees outside. Yeah. So my temperature is like definitely runs colder than the average bears, I think. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. I um, We went to REI recently and they were having a garage sale. And I got a pair of shoes for I think like half off. Um, very, very gently used. Like they seem totally brand new to me. Um, but I think they're that on cloud brand. I've heard people like talking about that. Um, and they really are nice. Like, yeah. I don't think I would pay full price for them. I think full price they're like $140. I got them for half that, but, um, yeah, they're not bad. I've been a yeah. big fan. I've been wearing those on walks and stuff recently. I've, I think I wore them to your house. Okay. So I'll, I'll have to take a look. Yeah. They're not too bad. And funny thing, Elizabeth, um, she played in the curling league and uh -huh. there's a new, you know, a new facility that opened up. So she was getting equipment. She needed to get her, her own shoes and her own broom and stuff. So the broom, I can't remember, say it was a hundred dollars or something. And the shoes that she got, the most expensive shoes that she's ever purchased in her whole life. It's great. She didn't know how much they were going to be. And the yeah. guy was like, ah, oh, they're 150, but it turned out they were actually, they were like two twenty, two thirty. Oh, wow. So yeah, most expensive shoes she's ever purchased. You know what you should do though is you should watch some Sex in the City, and it will make you feel a lot better about your <laughs> shoe purchases because those crazy people spend like four or five hundred dollars on a pair of shoes and think nothing of it. Yeah, so. it's crazy. And I think, <laughs> yeah. So if you spend money on shoes, like it's usually a good move. And I, I always wear them too long. Like I have some running shoes right now, yeah. and they are. I mean, I should have replaced them probably six months ago, but some shoes are kind of, ex I mean, it's like yeah. 120 bucks for yeah. new shoes. I get kind of attached to mine too. It's hard for me to let them go, Yeah, move on to the next pair because I know that I like these and I'm kind of picky about like hiking shoes and athletic shoes. So if I find something I really like, I'm like clinging to the last <laughs> possible second of life that it has. Yeah. So I can relate to that. And that's funny. I was going to say, um, I remember talking to Robert, your husband, and he, I think he found like some good trail runners that he likes to hike in yeah. and then he bought like several pairs, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Is he still running through those? Cause he, he bought like several, right? Yeah. He's the same way. Like he just won't let them go. So he has some that are like just completely slick on the bottom. There's no texture left at all, but he's keeping them because he's like, well, what if we do something where they get really muddy? Then I'll wear these instead of the newer ones. So, <laughs> or yeah. maybe they have like new sole technology that they could replace them or something. I don't know. I don't know. But if they did, he would probably be all over that because he never likes to get rid of shoes. 
Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Any, and uh, finally, uh, any other upcoming purchases that you're looking into that you're thinking about or nothing? Not really. We don't have anything big on the horizon. We've finished our big Xeriscape project. I'm probably going to do some um, stuff to our side yard next. So that's more, probably more rocks and maybe some lumber, do some garden boxes sure. in the air. But yeah, that's probably our next big project. All right. Yeah. And I don't think we, I don't, I don't have any other big things going on. I got enough guitars for a while. I still browse around and, you know, check Craigslist for like the odd deal. And I'm like, oh, maybe I need a 12 string guitar. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't need that. So we are trying to go to more like live shows and That's comedy funny. or music or whatever. And yeah. Support that kind of stuff. I think we're going to see a magician. No way. Soon. Yeah. Elizabeth was like, yeah, there's, there's some someone in Boulder, magician, something. I don't know. I'm a sucker for that stuff. So yeah. I, I support that. <laughs> All right. Well, where can people find you? So you can check out our website at penniesandpopcorn.com and see all our latest episodes. Um, we put out a bunch of fun ones recently about a boy, the Goonies, Mary Poppins. We've been on kind of a, a kid's movie kick, but it's really uh, surprising like how much money stuff you can see in kids' movies. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Goonies was a lot of fun. We had, we had, we had to like tear that movie apart a little bit. There's a lot of money things that don't make sense, but right, yeah, yeah. When you when you think about it, and when you're looking for like the money aspect, like they pop up in a lot of movies. They do. They have, do. have you guys done uh, Trading Places yet? We have not. Okay. But I think someone else has recommended that to us. So yeah, we need to check that one out. I don't think I've actually seen it. Oh, it's one of my favorites when I was a when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. We'll put it's it on the list. Cool. Awesome. Well, we'll link up to your show and thanks again for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the show. That was the Mile High Five podcast and I'm Doug Cunnington, the Balder host and Carl Jensen is the cool, sexy one. If you dig the show, please do three things for us. Number one, tell a friend, a family member, an enemy about the show. We really don't care who you tell. Maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like. It's the single most helpful thing that you can do to spread the word. It's like giving us a virtual high five and uh, actually we don't give high fives in, in person. So the virtual kind's pretty good. And more importantly, your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them. Number two, make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, whatever you're using. And that way you won't miss a show. And number three, please leave us a rating and review. We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch y'all next week. So you're mostly over COVID at this point. How'd it go? Uh, super fun. It actually wasn't as bad as I had feared it would be. We uh, we didn't get too sick, but I was down on the couch just watching TV for like five or six days. So it was, uh, you know, it's always kind of nice to be able to veg out. It's more fun when you're not feeling crappy and like having 
a fever. But um, I think all in all, we got pretty lucky. It could have been a lot, lot worse. And you you didn't have COVID before ever, right? No, we were COVID virgins up until a few weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, I was reading that there are very few COVID virgins left in the United States these days. So, yeah, yeah, which seems right. It seems like everyone we know is getting it. Yeah, it's really going around. I think, yeah, anyone that didn't get it before, they got it in the last, I don't know, month or so. So did you have like a pretty bad fever like initially or what? Yeah, I I didn't bother taking my temperature. I I feel like I have a pretty good gauge just internally on where it is. I'm guessing it was like in the low 100 Probably not quite 101, somewhere in the hundreds. Um, but yeah, for a few days I had fever and uh, just coughing a lot. The cough has lingered. Hope I don't cough too much today. Um, but other than that, it really wasn't wasn't a huge deal. So thanks, vaccinations. Right. Yeah. And well, it was kind of a bummer because you, do you know where you got it from? Uh, I'm pretty sure we got it at Camp Fi. Okay. Yeah. And you were at the first week of Rocky Mountain and then Carl and I went for the second week so we were looking forward to hanging out with you guys um but but then you were like we can't do it yeah, so yeah we got sick so I think we got home from the first camp fight on a Monday and then by that like Wednesday or Thursday we had really bad symptoms and we tested positive I think it was Thursday so yeah by Friday morning when we were supposed to leave for camp fight it was very clear that we were not going to go but um, Stephen, the guy who runs Camp Fi, such a nice man. He was super understanding, and he actually gave us a refund of our like just the cost oh, cool. part, which was really nice. So awesome! Um, yeah, super nice guy. We loved Camp Fi. We're definitely going back next year. Yeah, it, super fun. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, we haven't talked since then since you you uh, went down with the illness, and then it's been a few weeks. So anyway, yeah, it's a blast. Any specific highlights or anything? Oh, gosh. Uh, just getting to talk to everyone was so much fun. Um, I don't know. It's weird how well we get along with everyone in the Phi community. I don't know what it is about that filter of people, but it just seems to attract just like down to earth, super friendly, really genuine. I don't know. Like they're just all amazing people. So we were big, big fans of just getting to like sit around and talk and hang out and yeah. Hear everybody's stories. I like all the the empty space. So there's plenty of time to, you know, yeah. recharge if you just want to be by yourself or go with a small group or just, you know, go on a hike or something. And I think, yeah, the filter is awesome. And there's, there are some other smaller events that similar in size that I could go to where it's more on the like affiliate marketing side. I feel like in other retreats people have something to prove but there at camp Fi, like there's nothing really to prove everyone's just like oh you're doing your thing and it could be a little different but yeah and some of the other other things people have an agenda yeah kind of throws things off yeah it definitely did not feel like anyone was there to push an agenda even people who have stuff to promote like a podcast which was us or a blog or whatever they're they're not like in your face about it they might casually mention it but yeah no one's there to like peddle their stuff or anything it's just they're yep. there because they want to hang out and get to know other people with similar interests so very good it was great highly recommended all right 